Welcome to another edition of the EmpowerLay podcast, the podcast where we discuss all things neighborhood council with the people who live, work, and play in the city of LA. This is your host, Brett Shears from the Department of Neighborhood Empowerment. Our guest today is Claire Bartels, Director of the Office of Finance. Bartels is a veteran of City Hall, having spent three decades working for various city departments and elected officials. In our conversation, Claire talks about the financial state of our city. Business is booming. You know, LA is a, a leader in many industries, from aerospace to entertainment. What the Office of Finance is doing to create productive partnerships with neighborhood councils and other city entities. And so I think the neighborhood councils are an incredible partner uh, in all things related to the city. And how they are handling the brave new world of legal recreational cannabis. It's a whole new world and remains to be seen how quickly it expands. Hope you enjoy. Thank you for joining us at the Empower Lay podcast. Tell us uh, who you are and your position. Thank you. Well, I'm Claire Bartels, and I'm the Director of Finance for the Office of Finance. Thanks so much for being here, Claire. Before we dive into uh, a little about what we want to talk about today, tell me a little bit about who you are, where you're from, um, and how you got to this position in your career. Thank you, Brett. I would love that opportunity. I would describe myself first and foremost as an Angelino and a public servant. And I'll tell you why. While I have roots in another big city, that's I was born in London, England. Oh, wow. I have lived all of my adult life in Los Angeles. I'm a graduate of UCLA, a proud graduate of UCLA. And as a public servant, I have spent my entire career in the city of Los Angeles. Jeez. Indeed. Now, some people would think, oh, one job the entire <laughs> 30 plus years, that must have been dull. But I can assure you, every single position I've held, every department, every office I've worked in, has been not only exciting, but um, I feel impactful. I've, I've been able to make a difference everywhere I've been. And uh, just to put it in context, and thank you for giving me this opportunity because it has sure. caused me to reflect a little on where, how, how did I get here and where did I come from? That's what we're all about, just sentimentality and just getting the emotion in there. I told you this all is right. going to be an emotional connection, right? Here. I feel it. I, uh, first piece of career advice I ever had that I can recall has really stuck with me throughout the years and has led me to where I am today. And that was to work somewhere that I can make an impact, to, to make a difference. It came about in the 80s, dare I say, you guys probably don't remember the 80s, but in the 80s, hiring was strong. There was lots of job opportunities and bullish, fresh, bullish, bullish market. There, yeah. And fresh out of college, I admittedly had lots of job opportunities, lots of job offers directly. Yeah. In fact, one department made me six offers. The, the department was large and there was lots of opportunities or uh, offers. Yeah. So um, one of the interviewers, they, they interviewed en masse, left me her card afterwards and said if you had any questions. And I really had no idea what I was getting into by even entertaining a job at the city of LA. I didn't have family that worked there. I just went on a job interview. And uh, so I reached out to her and she and, and said, do you have any advice from my interview and what you see on my resume, knowing what you know about your department, where I belong? And she said, I recommend this division, a certain division, because you, I believe you, they need you the most. You yeah. can make an impact there. So um, from there, I spent actually 12 years that fall, I accepted the position 
one thing led to another. Doors opened, and each uh, position was more exciting than the next. The first 12 years of my career, I spent really learning the operations of mm. in-city departments. Yeah, real nuts and bolts stuff. Real nuts yeah. and bolts. And um, key to to everything is understanding how to get things done. Yeah, um, I was the new kid on the block that was willing to do things for the first time. It was kind of before innovation was trendy or a buzzword. But yeah, it's very, it is. It I is did a buzzword, some cool but it, you were innovative. That's good. <laughs> and then uh, 12 years later, I had a new opportunity to cross over to the other side, the other side of working for elected officials. Oh, okay. That's what you mean by that. I worked for several elected officials where um, the name of the game there was learning. Now I knew how to how things worked in the city. I had the opportunity to engage with the community right. in a variety of levels. Um, when I worked for Mayor Reardon, I had the opportunity to uh, start a program that was sort of a precursor to neighborhood yeah. councils, mm -hmm. known as the Targeted, targeted neighborhood, neighborhood Initiative. Right. Thank you for not calling it Teeny, because that was a <laughs> bad acronym. Even TNI doesn't sound that great, to be honest. It's too close to other stuff. But anyway. <laughs> so I had fun there, had fun building buildings, uh, first of its kind all over the place. But um, with the Working for Electeds, incredible role models that they were. Um, and then nine years ago, still working for elected, I had another amazing opportunity to go over as Controller Gruel's chief deputy controller. Right. So there it was a real blend of uh, running an operation of one of the biggest, most important, one of the most mm. big and <laughs> most important financial departments in the city and also serving an elected official. So it was a really a great blend of the two. Yeah, that seems to be like a really encompassing experience of your past experience so and when um controller galfrin was elected controller and he bestowed the honor and quite unusual um to get the opportunity to stay on in an, a different administration yeah that but i unusual. served as his chief deputy for two years and mind you of course uh i'm sure you know better than anyone that controller galperin was the first citywide elected official to come from our neighborhood council so you know a little bit about that then just at least by way of that just experience a hint. yeah just a hint well so it's been great and i'd like to think that i believe that i've made an impact and i'm going to do great things at finance as well i've been there two years so far and i'm certain that when mayor garcetti made that appointment for me um made appointed me two years ago that he believed and trusted that I could make an impact there. Yeah, you bring a wealth of experience, especially in that field. So it's clear that uh, I think you made a good decision. So you're there. Well, thank you. Two, two years. Um, for the people out there who don't really know, though, what does the Office of Finance do? What is your responsibilities in the city? Excellent question. I think if my title were as it is in the county, treasurer and tax collector, people mm. would have a clue. Um, indeed, that is the, um, those are the two hats that I wear. I am the city treasurer responsible for being the custodian of all city monies, mm -hmm. as well as um, uh, all securities that we invest in. We have an active, we actively manage a $10 billion portfolio of city wow. funds. So we're there to protect the city money. Uh, and but whether, just to clarify for the people, you're not out there making the investment decisions yourself. You're not saying, let's go uh, all in on Coca-Cola. Fortunately, I have an expert team of professionals right. <laughs> that are doing that on a daily basis. Yes, mm -hmm. we are actually, we have an in-house active management. We, we trade securities on a daily basis. A lot of other cities contract that out. 
but we have an impressive uh, um, track record Got and, it. in fact, rank among the highest in the state of California for um, outcomes. Mm -hmm. oh, excellent. All uh, while abiding by sta California state law, which is safety first, <laughs> liquidity <laughs> second, and then yield. But, yes, we perform very well. And the other function of the department, uh, the office, I should say. The other significant function of the department is the revenues. We manage the revenues for the city. So um, the three to the tune of we take in $3 billion a year, wow. roughly give or take a, a million, mm -hmm. um, the, which is primarily taxes, uh, licenses, fees, and permits right. not collected by any other city department. Um, so the focus there is on the business community. So the mission statement of the Office of Finance says the mission is to ensure the healthy fiscal uh, environment in the city of L.A. How would you characterize the fiscal state of the city? Well, broadly speaking, uh, we're big. <laughs> you know that. The city of Los Angeles is uh, purported to be the third largest um, metropolitan economy in the world. Yeah. So clearly we're big. But from finance perspective, what we mean by um, healthy fiscal state is the uh, more along the lines of my fiduciary responsibility and what we do to protect the monies of the city. Mm -hmm. um, the uh, revenues are really our, our in-house barometer of how we're doing, mm -hmm. and um, business is booming. You know, LA is a, a leader in many industries, from aerospace to entertainment, and the revenues that we bring in, um, that we, it's twofold. We bring the money in so that we can return the funds to the residents and the businesses of Los Angeles. Right, and that's what it's ultimately it's about. It's all about. We like to say all roads lead to finance, not yeah. just because we're self-centered and egotistical, but <laughs> <laughs> you off your hands do. in all the pots, is in some ways, right? We we truly do. Yeah. Um, so we're here at the Department of Neighborhood Empowerment. This is the, the neighborhood councils that we're dealing with. From a personal perspective or from the department's perspective, what what's your perception of neighborhood councils, the neighborhood council system? As you mentioned, you have some experience with a targeted neighborhood initiative. What do you what do you think about this whole system? Well, as you can gather, I have seen its entire evolution. Um, as I mentioned originally, I am a um, and Angelino, I, I have a stake in the community I live in and the city as a whole. And so I think the neighborhood councils are an incredible partner uh, in all things related to the city. Mm -hmm. um, the evolution that I described, you know, uh, a number of the a number of the people I worked with in the informal structure of targeted neighborhoods went on to become some of the first neighborhood right. council leaders and participants because why? Neighborhood council people are members, are uh, people who want to make an impact in their community. They want to partner with the city. That's, I believe, what they were empowered to do. So I've seen them come a long, long way uh, from informal to, um, gosh, I, I remember the, uh, the review uh, period that the charter requires and the reevaluation and the strengthening that has come from, I believe, the um, additional power and the additional respect and the um, the growing authority of neighborhood councils. Now, with the Office of Finance, we uh, the, I consider them one of our partners, the entire department and also um, the individual neighborhood councils. We provide services as uh, to all departments, but we've worked closely uh, very recently, in fact, to make the payment system for neighborhood councils easier. Um, and 
we need it. We uh, need it. <laughs> we at the department now, we've shifted that responsibility over to city clerk, but there's so many questions about that all the time. We're going to bring on someone from the city clerk eventually to kind of talk more about that, but we're glad you've been able to. And we didn't do it single-handedly, and I think that is a point I wanted to make. Um, it's not about just one department doing anything, even for another department. We take our role as leaders in municipal and treasury services as uh, uh, one that facilitates successful outcomes. So when people, we want our customers to come to us with their problems, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, and in this case, it was payment and um, banking related. Right. So it fell to finance to come up with a solution. But we work with your department, with the city clerk, to establish a program that did work, that was cost effective, that actually was not only flexible and useful, it was a commercial card program. So um, 96 checking accounts and, mm -hmm. and corresponding cards uh, could be managed without uh, uh, burdensome costs and make it as easy as possible. So I say that, I may not have um, emphasized that er er earlier in your, your question, but um, everything we do in finance, we conceive of as a partnership, um, something to be built upon. And when it comes to the connection, this question <laughs> about neighborhood councils, it's like uh, uh, like us, it's an evolution. Mm. So growing that partnership, growing uh, the that which we have to offer um, is what our focus is. Well, that's great. Uh, so I'd be remiss if I didn't mention there is in the city charter, there's only really a couple mandates for the neighborhood council system. They give a lot of leeway, but it's to you know increase responsiveness and connect uh, the neighborhoods to the government. But they also have this uh, provision about commenting on the city budget. And the entity that has kind of been tasked with that and put together is the budget advocates. Does the finance uh, Office of Finance have any role in helping facilitate that process, neighborhood councils, that they can maybe, you know, help either have a better understanding of how the budget works or really have some uh, influence on how this process can work? Maybe not so much the legislative aspect, but just really the understanding of how everything plays out. Well, selfishly, I really I appreciate the, what the budget advocates have done for us in finance. We enjoy meeting with them annually, and I think we might benefit actually from meeting earlier in the year. And really, they are there to listen and truly be advocates for us. Right. So as we've sat down with them and explained um, our approach to what we're going to be asking for in the budget, they understand quickly. They have always embraced what we're seeking is to... Uh, enhance our own return on investment. So they go to bat for us. Mm -hmm. They um, have always been there. Well, the, the three cycles that I have been in finance, they have clearly said, we understand if you make your operation more efficient, if you, if you uh, are allowed to invest in modernizing your systems, if you are able to try new technology and um, reorganize your department to be more effective, then it's a win-win for right. the city, for the right. residents, and for the businesses. So they get that, they got that, they backed us, and um, I would consider them uh, great partners. Uh, yeah, I, I think they, they do a great job. I was a budget advocate for two years, didn't overlap with your term, but I think uh, it's so great that you all have been so responsive to them because we know that there's that relationship. It just doesn't, it's just so ripe with opportunity i think that i'm glad you've embraced that i'm glad to hear that i think they're going to get a big boost from that so i appreciate you saying that absolutely yeah. uh 
on a separate note, out in the field, I get a lot of questions from neighborhood council board members and community members about small business and economic development. What role does the Office of Finance have in that arena? Well, most of our businesses, we've got 500,000, nearly 500,000 registered yeah. businesses or people conducting business in and around the city of Los Angeles. And the majority of them are small business. And recognizing that, we want to help them grow. Um, it's a win-win for us, of course. Uh, if we foster the growth and success of small businesses, one day they are contributing even more to LA's economy and indeed contributing directly to um, uh, finances, uh, revenues, and that in turn is returned to them. So it's a win. So what we uh, have done well, from the get-go, recognize that we didn't have an, as much connectivity with our business partners hmm. as I would like to see. So when I came in, I first uh, created what's known as what we've called the business experience unit. And they're specifically tasked with proactively reaching out to the various communities, digging into different industries, um, backgrounds, and um, tailoring our outreach to the various industries, whether it's Spanish-speaking um, or uh, shared economy. Mm -hmm. We are tailoring our communications, our outreach to meet their needs. In addition, we have launched a series of partnerships with our business community. Uh, one of the most exciting ones to me was what we titled Grow With. It was a business forum for women, for women who wanted to start a business, women who would want to uh, be inspired to expand their business. And it was a very exciting event that we held last October, attended, packed the council chambers. It was kind of like a Congress of Neighborhoods kind of turnout. You're it was stealing fantastic. our ideas that you're doing? <laughs> yeah. I, we use we try to use this space, and that's amazing that you guys are able to use that too. Because I think it's a great opportunity to bring the people in, and show them their home. Yeah, and, and in fact, it was it was inspiring to me. But I was most touched when, after uh, the event, we were approached by women who have never stepped foot in city council chambers, exactly. never come to city hall, and they told me I was inspired tonight, mm. and that was our that was a key. Uh, we had uh, exciting, interesting panelists that had had the experience of starting and growing their business, entrepreneurs that um, wanted to partner with us, as well as a panel that um, taught people how to do business with the city, how to become a vendor with the city. So it was kind of a, a matchmaking, inspiring event. That sounds great. We've also partnered with our public works department on uh, matchmaking of construction subcontractors mm. and contractors. Right. We've put together how-to manuals for them that's electronically available online. Uh, and all of this follows the uh, what I like to term the inheritance of a marvelous innovation that the Mayor's uh, Office of Innovation created over a year ago. They, um, and we became a, a foster, I became the foster mother of <laughs> the Los Angeles Business Portal. Uh, in all seriousness, we're very proud of this portal, which is a means for uh, someone who wants to start a business mm -hmm. to readily go online, business.lacity.org, and uh, get a how-to checklist for starting their business, not only for becoming compliant with the city, but what to do with the county, what to do with the state. It's a resource guide customized for um, anyone who wants to start a business or who's even thinking about starting a business. That was just the beginning, and we now uh, convene a business advisory um, uh, uh, group of uh, our partners around the city, and we are making big plans for the expansion of, of the portal in the future. 
So we're going to make it even easier for people to do business within the city of Los Angeles and to do business um, directly with the Office of Finance as well. That sounds great. So you mentioned we have over 500,000 businesses in the city of LA. What kind of useful information can your office tell us about those businesses and what do they say about our neighborhoods? Wow, uh, we have so much data that um, oh, we could we could sit here for another hour and talk you are, about. You are the numbers <laughs> department. You have all the numbers. We are the numbers department. And though while we uh, do and must keep taxpayer information, individuals' information mm -hmm. confidential, our data does tell us a lot about um, the makeup of our um, business and, and also uh, to your earlier question about our economy. I can tell you, for example, that... Um, Taxable gross receipts, that's a reportable income by all businesses that are reporting to the city of Los Angeles, have grown uh, $55 billion since 2010 alone. Wow. Yeah, that's a staggering amount, right? So um, while not, um, what else can I tell you? I think interesting tidbits your listeners might appreciate hearing um, that the number one category of uh, business owners in the city is lessors of property, landlords of right. one sort or another. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I think a lot of people, you know, especially our neighborhood council board members, they're they're by definition a lot of them are property owners or renters, landowners. So th I think they do know that they have that sense. But uh, is there anything at the neighborhood level that we can you know start to figure out that maybe finance can provide to our neighborhood councils to see? All right, well, what can we learn about our neighborhood? What can we learn maybe in terms of strengths or deficits that they can use to actually help uh, enhance their community? Well, as I said, we've got the data, and we're here to help. So you contact us. Our business experience unit is at the ready. We can tailor, make uh, reports and information. We've even done mapping um, and uh, can share, you know, how many registered restaurants are, are in right. your community, how many how many cannabis <laughs> entities are um, we'll legally you're, operating? You're jumping the gun. I apologize, okay, no, but <laughs> nobody can get through a conversation uh, these days without that topic. Certainly not at finance. But I mean, things that are interesting to me when I looked at the uh, since we came out of the Great Recession, so pinpointing 2010 in particular, that we've had a net growth of five, uh, uh, five, fifty-five hundred new restaurants. That's that's a big number Seems of like net growth because we know like restaurants uh, open and come and go in Los Angeles. Right. But that's that is quite a growth. Isn't that the one statistic that everyone wants to throw out there? A restaurant on average closes within a year or whatever. I mean, the I, average restaurant, I should say. Well, we all eat, right? That's right. Uh, so retailers, too. I thought I was actually. It might sound a little surprising that the growth of um, retailers of one sort or another have grown, I think, the net of 21,000 in that same period of time. And what we hear about uh, the Amazons online of the world. Sales, yeah. I know how much online shopping I do. That <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, retail is still going strong. And in fact, um, we've had 34 new auto dealers. That falls under the retail category in the same amount of time. So brick so. and mortar is alive it's and well, alive. as much as we say. Mm -hmm. yeah. oh, that's good. Uh, one thing we know about neighborhood councils, they can provide this neighborhood level perspective. That's what our board members really offer. That's, that's really their, their top service, I would say. Are there any plans to go out in the neighborhood councils to actually find out what kinds of information they want to see in the business, you know, in terms of businesses in their communities, things like that? 
So you mean you haven't seen us out in your community? We actually are in your community. Guys, <laughs> you haven't seen office. Do you have jerseys? Do you have like... <gasps> we do. Oh, we okay. have polo shirts. Okay, polos. <laughs> we do too, but we don't wear them often enough. So people know. Well, next time we'll wear them for you. All right. Uh, That's all we'll know. In all seriousness, we participate and we'd like to participate more. We've been at your neighborhood of Congress, Congress of Neighborhoods. Which way around it is it? That is correct. The, the large, fabulous event annually. Um, we've also been out at some of your neighborhood council uh, meetings. And what we'd like to do, what we've expanded doing is actually um, talking to people about becoming more compliant. We don't, right. so not a lot of people invite the tax collector to their neighborhood <laughs> council meetings. And so we have been um, conducting outreach and we'll be doing more and more of this that says how we can help you, how we can make it easier for you to spend, you, the business people, spend less time uh, focused on engaging with the city of Los Angeles and more time uh, doing your, conducting your business. Right. Uh, we aren't, to your question, as involved in recruiting new business, but certainly we would like to share the data of what is in and around, um, and uh, we would welcome the opportunity for our neighborhood council friends to take our surveys that we've started doing, customer mm -hmm. service surveys and um, surveys as to what they'd like to see finance uh, doing more of, what, like uh, where we expand our online services and the like. You know, from our perspective, we go out there as these neighborhood council advocates. A lot of our boards have business representatives. There are only really a few communities that don't have much business activity. Um, but, you know, they, they often have a lot of thoughts. Is there any thought to possibly formalizing something where they can provide insights to uh, the Office of Finance about business or any ventures in their community? Is there any way to get them more involved, to kind of get their, use that energy that they have? Sure, sounds like a great idea. Um, I certainly, we've partnered, I personally have partnered uh, in prior capacities with the uh, treasurers of neighborhood councils, and right. so it makes yeah. perfect sense to partner with the business representatives. Um, I see a forum in our future, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> Another grow with type, maybe. Okay, we'll see. We'll see. Put, uh, uh, we'll neighbor put with. it out there. Okay, there you go. Neighbor with. Um, one issue that, and you mentioned it before, has been at the top of mind a lot of neighborhood councils is the legalization of cannabis. And a lot of people don't know this, so this is probably going to be a revelation to them. Mm -hmm. But uh, what role does the Office of Finance play in that arena? Quite a big one. And it's uh, an ever-growing one. You probably, you're right, Brett. Uh, I'm certain a lot of people. I don't even know if I knew back when medical marijuana, as it was then called, mm -hmm. was um, legalized. I don't know that I realized that the city of LA was collecting tax, but we have been collecting taxes for years on medical marijuana. And now that adult use cannabis is uh, legalized, we are the tax collectors for that as well. Um, we have been a close working partner with the brand new Department of Cannabis Regulation. Mm -hmm. In fact, I would uh, not hesitate to say we have been by their side um, helping them get uh, get going. Yeah. That is a very small, very powerful, but uh, a very mighty but small department. Right. And we have been working with them to actually issue the temporary uh, approvals that were given to the first uh, near 150 um, legal cannabis entities this year. So it's a whole new world and remains to be seen how quickly it expands. 
but we're there by their side too. I think even support. that number, that 150 number that you threw out would surprise some people. I mean, I'm, I'm a representative in South LA, so there had been an over-concentration, but now you all have provided, just a little plug for you, this great service of having that map with the Department of Cannabis Regulation showing. So who's compliant? Who's, who, who's really on the book? So thank you for that. I've directed all my board members to it, so I hope they use it and kind of really are able to have a better understanding of what their community looks like here. So one of you know the implicit promises of cannabis is that it's going to be this boon to our to our coffer that's going to be able to provide all this money that was on the black market and bring it into the city. Um, when will we have that information? When will we know a little bit more about what it's done for our finances? Certainly. We'll know a lot more come July of this year. Okay. Uh, the new cannabis ordinance adopted by the city council sort of shifted the payment um, timing of the payment to a quarterly basis for mm. this year, starting July 1st. And then from there on, it'll go to uh, uh, next fiscal year. It'll start, they'll be paying on a monthly basis. So we'll have um, constant updates. And we'll know uh, uh, the 1st of July, uh, uh, they've got 30 days to pay for their business related to January 1st, 2018 forward. So we'll have a good idea come this summer. And uh, certainly a year from now, we'll. We'll see how many more have received um, their licenses to operate. So it's only going to grow, we're certain, but we don't know to what degree. Well, it's good to hear. It's good to hear that we're going to get this kind of, again, more information from the Office of Finance. But I know there's just so much curiosity about it, so I'm glad it's going to be there. Cannabis is one of these examples of uh, things that have been operating outside the city's formal structure, you know, in the black market. Um, but, you know, I think you mentioned earlier, there are lots of businesses that outs operate outside that, and we don't get those revenue uh, from those businesses. Um, but what is financing finance doing to ensure that the revenues that, uh, you know, the people are paying their fair share, these businesses that are operating outside that? Is there, is there anything, you talked about the tax collection, you, you have your agents that are going around and compliance officers. Is that the main function there, or main service? Actually, that's just one way. Um, we are heavily into the use of data analytics that tell us a lot, that steer our, um, guide our teams in where they, when they go out, to guide our auditors. Um, and uh, that is our, our secret weapon, if you will. <laughs> Proprietary <laughs> lend. Absolutely. So um, as you mentioned before, the, when it comes to cannabis, highlighting those that are legal is uh, uh, the map that we developed that highlights the the legal entities only. Um, we know people are fascinated with this topic, so they're coming to our site, they're coming to Department of Cannabis Regulation site, and they're right. looking it up. Um, the uh, field enforcement and um, uh, discovery through data, shall we say. Another source of, um, of uh, going back to your previous question, I, I should add, part of the ordinance for cannabis requires every um, entity that is licensed to subject themselves to an audit by the Office of Finance. Mm. And so of our first round, the 150-ish uh, number of um, entities that were holders of business tax certificates in mm -hmm. 2017, we audited 100% of them Oh wow! Uh, the last quarter of 2017. And that identified another two plus million dollars. So this wasn't just kind of random sample. They were all audited. Mm -hmm. Wow. 
That's amazing. So, so I, you can expect there will be more frequent audits focused on cannabis going forward. So that'll contribute as well. That's good to hear. So, will finance do anything to, uh, you know, to help street vendors as well in this? Because this is a big area now. We we're still going through the process of legalization. That uh, these people are operating outside of the regular business tax process, and now, ideally, many of them are going to be incorporated. Is, can finance, or are you, or can you do anything to help that process? And just to be clear, we're not talking about cannabis street vendors. No. <laughs> you made that switch pretty quickly. Uh, that, that is that is like a 180 degree turn. But I, I haven't I have not seen them. But that is a now you're giving people ideas. I think is what you're doing. No, I I, I doubt that. No, um, very on. entrepreneurial people. Very entrepreneurial. Um, no, the truth of the matter is, street vendors. It, it is the desire of the council to. Um, uh, legalize and have everyone register. And so we will indeed, we're, we're hatching the plan right now to make it as easy as possible to reach the vendors um, and to uh, register them easily. Um, our street vendors will likely qualify for, um, we want them registered, we want them reporting their income. Mm -hmm. They'll probably, um, many of them will qualify for our small business exemption. Right. But remember, and I'll make a plug for finance and for all those small businesses out there, even those who gross under $100,000 are required to register in the city of LA right. and renew annually. So their renewal period is uh, January and February every year. So we're, we're going to be doing um, outreach and uh, helping them, customizing uh, an approach to registration for them. That's good to hear. Um, are there some tangible things neighborhood councils can do to support the Office of Finance? You know, where they're trying to improve their communities, their business community, and the city as a whole. What what can they do to actually kind of support a little more? If they could help us spread the word uh, about increased compliance, that is mm -hmm. keeping folks out of trouble. Mm -hmm. My dream would be we don't penalize. We don't make our money by penalizing businesses who otherwise wouldn't even have to pay. Yeah, you guys don't want to be the bad guy. We don't want to be the bad guy. We want to alleviate the pain point for business. And so the better educated our entire community is about who pays uh, and who, or rather who pays and who must register. Uh, I think people are, are fearful. They hear the word tax and they hear the word business owner. Mm -hmm. And admittedly, it's uh, a little confusing when an independent um, uh, freelance artist. I'm not a business. I'm not a business. I don't, but um, they are required to register as well and report and qualify for some mighty good exemptions from paying so long as they register. So the more we can do in that area, the better. And also promoting what we're doing to help business. So getting spreading the word about our business portal, mm -hmm. spreading the yes. word about um, how our programs are here to connect them um, to make, growing their business. Um, you might have heard tell that we'll be partnering with uh, another department uh, in the city with uh, capital, connecting them to connecting small businesses to capital. Capital opportunities, mm -hmm. financing, great. And, um, you know, that, that kind of brings me to as we are, as finance is growing our partnerships with our other city departments. And I mentioned I've been with the city a very long time, but I can't, I don't think I've seen a time when we have been more coordinated more um, working, functioning as one city, how the business-related uh, departments are pulling together and sharing information and 
you know, we're not operating as separate silo departments. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, we're all working on the business portal. We're all contributing something uh, towards helping our business grow. We might have different pieces of the business um, pie, if you will, mm -hmm. but we're all working together for the cause. So bringing the neighborhood councils in to um, help us in that effort is another win-win. You, you hear that neighborhood council people, there are all kinds of tools to help you promote your businesses in your community. We're talking about increasing revenue that's going to help us as residents. So definitely help. I hope they hope they hear that message. So thank you for that. Uh, last couple questions. So we're here at the Department of Neighborhood Empowerment. You've been with the city for a few decades now. Mm -hmm. What does empowerment mean to you? What, do you? what does that word, you know? conjure up in your head well there's a reason the word power is embedded in that word i'm sure right, right there in the <laughs> middle <laughs> um empowerment is having more than just a voice i think people think of uh, empowerment as you know getting to be spokespeople and i think that's important that you have a voice but empowerment is when you know you are being listened to mm. and i also think there's an element of trust when you're empowered and like I myself feel empowered by the mayor and the city council to do my job, to carry out my duties mm -hmm. um, as, as I uh, uh, swore to do. I think neighborhood council, um, neighborhood councils are uh, trusted by those that elect them into office, but also by our elected leaders. Right. There's a trust, a, a two-way trust. So I think that's a really critical um because uh, I, I hear others kind of use the word empowerment because they 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 kind of stand on the mountain can can shout their express themselves and their feeling and it's so much more and I feel neighborhood councils uh, are truly empowered to participate because there's trust there um, there's a, a belief that that there's uh, a genuine value in contributing. Uh, in the city process. So Absolutely. it's real and it's genuine. Absolutely agree with that sentiment. All right, before we go, did you have any final thoughts? We've already plugged a lot of things, but is there anything else that maybe we missed? There's a couple more things I'd like to plug. Thank you, Brett. <laughs> uh, one, we want you to join our Twitter account. So follow us at City of LA Finance. That's at City of LA Finance. Um, also, check out our new website, uh, launched just about a month ago at finance.lacity.org. You'll be amazed at the tools that you'll find there to help your business and to help you understand more about what we do in finance. You'll find business tools, uh, tax compliance lesson plans for self-help, so you will not have to come into our city hall offices or wait a while on the phone to get your, your questions answered. Check it out for yourself. And finally, never miss a deadline again because you're going to see on our website our finance calendar. That's going to be a great asset to all of you. And we wish you well in your business endeavors. <laughs> Thank you so much, Claire, for taking the time. Uh, I think there's a lot of useful information in there, so I'm glad we got it out to the people. <laughs> Thanks so much. You're very welcome. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Empower LA podcast. As always, you can learn more about the Neighborhood Council system at EmpowerLA.org, where you can find information about all the neighborhood councils that make the city of LA a better place. You can also check out our show notes for the episode if you want to learn a bit more about the topics and people we discussed. 
The Empower Lay podcast is available in a variety of formats for all your listening needs. If you are so inclined, please leave us a review so we can get the word out about neighborhood councils. Thank you so much for your support.